Hey, Alex, a lawyer and a financial advisor walk into a bar. Now, and then what happens, Dave? Well, the question comes up, should I set up a self-managed super fund? Ah, oh, good question. Of course you should. Everyone who's wealthy and successful has a self-managed super fund. <laughs> so I do what wealthy and successful people do. And in fact, I have in fact just recently set up a self-managed super fund. So oh, there you go. Now, I guess I can say, why did I do that? I'd like to say I had a hell of a great strategy, but I think I just talked to my accountant and we thought, oh, the balance is kind of high enough to justify the fee. Uh, let's go ahead and do it. And I think maybe I think at some point I might I might buy an office for the business yep. through the fund and then rent to myself sort of thing. So is that a good reason? Am I, am I on track? Well, I think, I mean, yes, you're on the right path, but I do yeah. think part of the question becomes there's a whole lot of stuff. The one is the, you know, I'm at the barbecue and, oh, yes, I've set up myself. Yeah, exactly. Super it fun. You know, it's well, like, Jesus, he's, he's swinging the big one, this one. Yeah, exactly. Like, seriously, yeah. get over it. It's not... Yeah. It's going back to should I set up a self-managed super fund? The question is, what's the purpose? Why do you want to do it? Is it because it's the, it's the you know flavour at the moment, or is it because it is an appropriate strategy based upon a reason behind it? Well, uh, and I agree. Good. One of them for an SME, yeah. and they want to purchase their their uh, commercial property, yeah. office or, or factory or or you know. Um, just the site of that they're operating their businesses from, it's not a bad thing. You, if, you, if there's enough proceeds in the super fund, yeah, you can purchase it. You can borrow yep. to it to an extent, and yep. then you're paying rent to someone else anyway. So why not pay the rent to yourself? Yep. to pay it off. Yeah, perfect. But there's got to be a point where you've got enough proceeds. Yeah. in the super fund, and you've got to continue to. So you've got to pay the rent. Plus, you want to continue to contribute. Your, your contributions yeah. into the super fund to justify the yeah. whole purpose. Well, and then you've got, I mean, if you do that, then you've got probably your only asset. I mean, if it might be your only asset, might be just that Can building, be. which, yep. you know, given what's happened with COVID and everything recently, that might not be such a good thing. You, had a, you know, you have your building empty for a while or whatever, or your business your business might change. I mean, this is probably slightly And you different. move out and you've got to change and so yeah, then you get someone else to rent it. Yeah, and so you, the premise is no longer suitable. So I know I, I wouldn't personally, I, I think I wouldn't buy, a, buy an office for my business until I was sure that it was going to be suitable for a long term, which may never happen, or yep. alternatively it was just one of many investments in the fund so it didn't matter so much. But you wouldn't want to spend all your money on that or at least on but also, so what happens is that sometimes they, people get a bit older and then they go, oh, no, now I'm ready to go. I'll buy this property in my super fund. Okay. Yep. So they've liquidated other investments. They've got, you know, and I'll use it around for figure. We'll say, right, there's a million bucks cash. Yep. They go and buy this, um, you know, $1.5 million piece of real estate. So they've got half a million dollars of, of debt. Yep. And they basically used all the cash in the super fund. So they've got rent coming in. They've got contributions coming in. Yep. And then they turn around and say, Right, I'm going to retire in five years. Yeah. And I'm going to turn my pension on within my self managed super fund. Yeah. Once you turn your pension on, you have to draw out a percentage each year, a minimum oh, amount, right? Which you might not have, right? Correct. So no. all of a sudden, people have gone, oh, no, I've got all this. And, and this is where you get these spruikers out there as well. No, no, you should buy this and buy this and then put it in your self managed super fund because we can gear you up and do this and. And they go, well, right, well, then how do I draw out? So their they're self-managed super fund, a couple of years, all of a sudden it's grown to, you know, $2.5 million value. Yeah. So then you say, right, oh, year one is a 4% drawing on $2.5 yeah. million. Yeah. So you've got to draw out $100,000 income. Right. 
And they say, yeah, but my, the property's gone up in value. Yeah. As you said before, it's the only asset that I have in there. Yeah. I'm only getting $80,000 rent yeah. for the property. You know, no, but so, so this is where people, it's yeah. a longer term approach. Yeah. You've got to understand if you're going to set it up and hold that single asset, yeah. that there's a risk in there because if it is on the basis of it, I'll get a really good rental income, but the, the rental income may be okay, but your pension is determined based upon the balance as at 30 June. So, mm. for instance, we're in the financial year of 23-24. Mm. So 1 July 23 to 30 June 2024. So if you're paying a pension in this current financial year, it's de determined on the value of the 30th of June 2023. Mm. Mm. And then you have to take that as a – and you, it's not like I'll just do it as a book entry like you can do with other trusts and stuff. Yeah. This is you physically have to be – Money has to come out. Come out because you've yeah. turned your pension on because it's coming out to you tax-free. Yeah. So you so have to draw you the have payment. To sell in that circumstance? You'd have to sell the building. Possibly. Yeah. So that would be very bad. Well, so sometimes what people might do is that they might have had a family trust, so therefore they might then sell it from the self-managed super fund to the family trust. Right. Okay. But then so you're changing you ownership, so yeah, you're paying yeah, stamp, and there's tax implications, and so it all comes back to what is the purpose of yeah. what you're trying to achieve yeah. with the the, the self-managed super fund, and it's well, not just to buy the investments; it's the long term. <laughs> no, no, the answer the answer is to get really rich. Well, <laughs> that's what people say. Oh, I want to get very rich. And so that can help. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, I mean, ultimately, the way I see it is it's one of the buckets, if you like, of money that you hopefully develop over time. You know, you have your super fund. And, you know, the reality is you're going to be putting money in your super fund anyway. Do you have a view about, like, you know, at what, um, where it becomes kind of, because um, self-managed super funds certainly um, have to be audited and the audit fees are, are more expensive than the fees you would be charged or generally more expensive than the fees you would be charged doing um, through a industry super fund or a... Yeah, yeah, well, because that's all incorporated into it, so... Yeah, so, but that means that the balance needs to be a, a certain level or the whole thing is uncommercial. Would that be right? Yeah, look, you probably, I mean, it depends on the circumstances and what you're looking at, but I, I think if you're anything under sort of 350, 400 and probably closer to half a mil, yeah, it, 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 it would be... There'd have to be a very good reason to do it. Yeah. And also, some people are like, yeah, but I just want to buy and sell my stocks. Like, okay, that's yeah. fine. Again, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have an issue with that Yeah. if people want to do that. What mm. I get um, concerned about sometimes is these property spruikers that say, oh, no, 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 liquidate your retail super fund yeah. or industry super fund and we can get you a – we're doing a development and it's a it's a – you know, two-unit development or six-unit development, you can buy two of the units, put them in your self-managed super fund, they're going to get rented, and you can gear it to 60% of the value and on you go. Yeah. What people forget, yeah. you've just cancelled your existing industry or retail super fund that may have had some insurance in there. Yeah, so you've lost it your It doesn't insurance. transfer over to your self-managed yeah. super fund. Yeah. But also, they're at a point, and as I said before, if they're looking to retire, they may not, and there may not be the capital growth in that asset that they had anticipated. The spruikers have said, oh, no, these things will sell and they'll rent all the time. And, but yeah. the rent may just, like we've just had, interest rates have gone up. The rent may yeah. be just keeping up with interest rates. Yeah. You're not actually paying the principal off that much. And it might yeah. take you 15 yeah. years to pay the principal off, but you're retiring in five years. 
yeah, or even yeah, ten years. The, the gas mains might go out, or the you know the, there might be some you know termite infestation or whatever that you suddenly you're going to have to dip your hand in your super fund pocket to pay for all of that, right? Yes, because you can't use external proceeds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's a whole range of reasons, and it's been yeah. clear on what. Again, I always go back to this question: What is the purpose of what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, and instead yeah. of it just being oh, because I heard it was a good idea. Yeah, is understanding the compliance costs. So one is establishment, then there's ongoing maintenance. Yep. So establishment is probably between two and three and a half thousand dollars, and your yep. maintenance is probably between sort of, I don't know, it depends how complicated it is and where you get it. But I would put it in the range of sort of fifteen hundred to two and a half grand. So yep. year one can be anywhere sort of you know five to seven thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 and that's why I'm saying the balance is you know three hundred grand then. You're going to be paying a lot less, you know. Excuse me, in an industry super fund. Absolutely. You know, whereas if the balance is is more like a million, then you might actually be saving money. Well, yeah, and you can then there's just different ways, and you've got some options. And then you, if it's a million bucks, you might be able to do a split between an equity portfolio and a um, a piece of real estate, direct real yep. estate, because you've got yep. a bit of liquidity in there. But yeah, do you know what I mean? It then it then sort of comes back to how, how do you want it again? Purpose. Yep. Yeah. And understanding the implications of making that decision rather yeah. than it just being a good idea. Because the as as so there's obligations as a self-managed super fund, and this is an interesting one too, which we've seen quite a bit. I'll set it up as a husband and wife in individual names. Oh, so, why so, would you do that? That's so, so you have that, right? Yeah. As the trustees of yeah. your self-managed super fund. Yeah. As opposed to Alex Martin Proprietary Limited yeah. as trustee. So if it's individuals, yeah. if you own assets as individuals as the trustee, if one of you is deceased, yeah. you have to go through the enormous process of it's changing, changing ownership corporate. structure and all yeah. of that stuff. As yeah, opposed yeah. to a corporate trustee, yeah. you, it just moves forward because the members. But if you're a member of a self-managed super fund, you also have to be a director of the trustee company. We would never set up a, a, or make a recommendation to set up as individual trustees. It would always be a corporate trustee. Mm. But people, if they're not familiar with having the obligations of being a director, yes, you can't just, you know, oh, yeah, I'll just do that. I'll just do that. I'll pull money in and out. It's like, no, no, there are obligations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's even, I mean, even if a super fund buys a bit of artwork, you can't display it, right? You can't enjoy, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a, a residential investment property, you can't go and, you know, um, fix up the, the drains, right? You can't do work to it because that's a super contribution. Well, know, that's a, a main, no, so so there's a combination. So if yeah. you had a kitchen yeah. inside a, a, a property that you owned, yeah. you can pull that kitchen out and replace that kitchen. Yeah. That's okay with, yeah. with proceeds. Yeah. But you can't then come in and go, now I'm going to knock the whole ass end of this house off and re and, and yeah. renovate it. Yeah. With with borrowed funds, n- yeah. not not happening, yeah. and you get that's that one. I mean. yeah. There's a whole bunch of rules that you got to know. Absolutely. About. So if you're not into following all that or knowing all of that, that's fine. But maybe you know you just stick with a don't open a self managed super fund. You don't want that headache. Well, people think, oh, what's well, it like? It's just another trust structure, which you know it is. There's a trust deed and there's a company constitution, but the rules around a self managed super fund versus yeah. a family trust that you yeah. can pull money in and out of and do bits and pieces. Yeah, that's just not. Once the money's in super, it's in super. Unless you're retired or there's a death or there's something else that occurs, it gives you a reason to pull it out. So 
yeah, it's always easy to say, oh, I'll just set it up, you know. Yeah. It can't yeah. be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> so what would be the main reasons people set up self-managed super funds? So maybe they're interested in share trading themselves and they want to do that, you know. Mm. Maybe they're, they're wanting to buy property for their business at some point or, mm. or some combination of those things. Um, maybe they've got, would you say, they've got excess money, excess cash coming out of their business and they think, I want to just put it in the bucket. I guess you can just put it in a regular super fund. You don't need a self-managed super fund for that. Yeah, well, then it comes back to the contributions. I mean, there's a concessional contribution, so it's tax deductible, yep. $27,500 per person per annum. Yep. But then you can put after-tax contributions in, yes. so you paid tax on it, and it goes into the super fund, and that's $110,000 per annum at yes. this stage. And so those yes. will change. So it just sort of varies on, again, it comes back to what is your overall um, entity structure and, and approach? But yeah. also, what is the purpose of what you're trying to do? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's a bit hard to kind of decide whether you'd have a self-managed super fund without looking at well, what is the, where's the rest of your, um, what's your overall approach, and where's the rest of your money, and what what income are you on, and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, because I know I know some of the advisors that I deal with say they spend as much time advising people to shut down their self-managed super funds as they do tell them to start them up because people have started them. Often as a result of some spruker, as you said, you know, someone who, who says, you know, here's a whiz-bang idea. And I've, I've had some clients who've come to me saying, oh, can you just check this deed, this investment document? I said, hang on, what's all this about? And they say, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going get, to get into self-managed super fund and buy into this. And they really had, a, in my view, had a number done on them by itself. Yeah. I agree. And the whole, the overall plan is not a good one. And it's all this kind of, oh, that's what rich people are doing. They've got the magic formula, you know, that they get these sweet returns. And, you know, here's a here's a graph that shows the arrows going in the right direction and all mm. that stuff. I and mean, that's mm. not that's not financial. And the person shouldn't be giving them financial advice. No. It's um it's someone trying to sell you a product. And, yeah, you know, and then because then they they get yeah. a fee on the establishment, then the compliance. Yeah. Yep. So all of a sudden they take they're clipping the ticket on about three or four transactions. Yeah, they just sale that often they're, they're the real estate agents who are selling the, the the property. They might own the construction company or whatever. Correct. They've got a whole lot of yeah. So so they, they these kind of packages that are flogged. I'm sure some of them are legit, but a lot of them are um uh, are dodgy and are kind of hard to work out. They're dodgy unless you're extremely astute and can do the numbers yourself, which yeah. most of us can't. And this is where you go back to that point about closing down. Yeah, a self-managed super fund, and that is starting to happen more. So, the, again, no issue about people setting up a self-managed super fund. I think it's a really good strategy. But there's also that point that says, at what point do you draw the line? So there can be, you know, again, we use a traditional model, husband and wife, husband loved it, had a good business, had a self-managed super fund, you know, bought and sold some shares, had a piece of real estate. It was very good. Husband's deceased. Yeah. All of a sudden, the spouse is left there, and she's like, well, I didn't really have that much of an interest in it. Yep. I, I don't. I don't want to have to keep signing off on on accounts and doing all this other stuff. So you might say, okay, let's simplify it, and we'll roll you into a retail or or, or an industry fund. Yep. Because they've, they've become so much more sophisticated, the retail and, and industry funds, and far more cost effective. That you get as much flexibility. But someone who might be in their late seventies, they're on their pension. They, 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 don't, they just need to make sure they're getting their pension payment from their super fund each year. They're not, some of them are just not, they're like, I don't, I don't need to, you know, get yeah. in the nitty gritty. I yeah. just want someone yeah. to keep it in that super environment for me because yeah. I want the longevity that sits within it. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, it I, is. I Sometimes it. it is better to shut it down than keep it open. Yeah. 
a lot of it is to do with you know how it affects your life in a practical way. It's all Correct. very well to say, well, this give you a one percent better return or whatever, and you like, yeah, but you know, if you don't want to be doing all of this, if you don't want to be looking at the investments that the super funds making, then why why be responsible for them? Leave Correct. it to someone else who, who knows what they're doing and you know who charge your fee for it. But, you know, you're going to have a compliance cost no matter what you do, and you know you can get insurance and other things rolled in, which all become certainly. I found that having the self managed super funds a lot more work. I kind of like it. Like I quite like looking at the shares and I find that kind of interesting. Yep. Um, but if you didn't find it interesting, it'd just be a pain in the butt. And if that's not your thing, then then why bother? Because you can, there's, certainly there's, there's people out there who can do it at a reasonable fee through the retail or, or Absolutely. Um, you know, you can do it through your industry super fund and everyone's a winner. Yeah, which again comes back to the question of what is the purpose of why yeah. you want to set it up? And yeah. and getting someone to articulate that for you is yeah. always so important because yeah. a lot of the time it is, oh, well, that's because, you know, Pete, my mate, just set one up yeah, and he yeah. reckons it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is often. I mean, that's where most people get their financial advice at the barbecue from there. Correct. Uh, you know, for their uncle who's who, who, who likes to tell everyone what to do, and often it's the empty vessel makes the most noise. You know, the so whoever's telling you what to do has, has actually no idea what they're talking about, and it's people who are quiet who actually have, have some wisdom that they don't share. But we've heard of stories yeah. of people they've gone, no, 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 we'll set up the self-managed. So they sell everything in their retail or industry super fund. They set up the self-managed, and they put it in cash. Right, and, and it stays in cash for two, three years. Oh, because they haven't got around to investing. Because they just sort of, oh, look, I'd, yeah, I'm not, oh, should I do this or not? Like there's almost, um, it's inertia. Yeah, yeah, right. And they're like, oh, I'm not sure what to do. I was going to do that, but that deal fell over. Yeah. And then, you know, I've had that. We've probably got, yeah, but we've had it in cash for two and a half years. They're like, yeah. wow, the market's gone up 20% in that time period and you haven't yeah. done it. Oh, but I'm not sure when's the right time to get in. Uh, so, again, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What is the purpose? And if you're doing it, there is a purpose and a reason as to why you're establishing it, not just yeah. on a whim. And, and, I, yeah. and I cannot emphasize that enough because yeah. you are just spending money in an yeah. area that is completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Because and, and I should, we should make that point. I mean, do you need do you need a self managed? If you're gonna, you know, be if say you've got a very successful business and you know life's going well, and you know, do you need a self managed super fund? Does it add anything to your life that a that an industry super fund doesn't give you? Yeah, and a lot of the, the retail and industry funds, you've got a bit of flexibility these days. You can, yeah. you know, depending on which one it is, you can sort of yeah. buy and sell a little bit of stuff directly yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the fund I was involved in. You know, you could at least set you could set the parameters. You know, higher growth, lower growth, you know, dividends, more whatever. Which you know you could change as your kind of age. I guess that was my thinking that you could change them as you age. Your kind of investment horizon changes and so on. So if you wanted to be active, active, you could be. Yeah. Um, you don't didn't have to be. Um, yep. And I certainly liked that the insurance and all that was all part of the package, which is sort of good. Although I think in private insurers, you can often get a more comprehensive, more appropriate insurance policy. Uh, again, comes back to your personal circumstances and what your requirements are and if there's any health yeah. issues and all of those sorts of scenarios. Yeah. And that's why, again, don't cancel anything until you know that you've got some new stuff in place. Yeah. But we raise that with people all the time. Don't just roll it over. If you've got some insurance, make sure you've got some new cover in place or if you're going to cancel some insurance cover because you're, you're changing your super funds over, Make sure you've had a medical if you're comfortable to have to cancel it. Yeah. But too many times people cancel and they go, oh, and three months later they go and discover they've got some illness that if they'd had insurance, they probably would have got the payout on it. 
Oh, wow, that's good thinking. So, if you, yeah, if, and if you have your medical too late and they discover the illness, you're like, hang on, I would have been covered before. Uh, yeah, okay, I didn't think of that. That's so if uh, you're in a retail one and you want to set up a self-managed, yeah, well, there you go. So you should have. So this is where it comes back to. So if you want to set up a self-managed, get it established, but go through the process of understanding if you're going to take out new cover, get it, get it in place before you cancel. Now, sometimes yeah. people will do that, but they'll keep a small amount in a retail super fund or an industry fund because they can't get new cover, but they want the self-managed super fund because they specifically want to get, a, um, say, a piece of real estate, and the only way they can do it is via a self-managed super fund. Oh, okay. But so they can right? still maintain, so, yeah. that, so it's a vehicle to purchase the asset. So that's very purposeful on what they're doing yeah. rather than I'll just roll it all over but it's worth yeah. keeping the retail fund and they might have to put 10 grand a year into that fund to keep it to pay the premiums yeah. but really long term it's the value sits in the self managed because they yeah. wanted to buy a real oh, asset cuz i know mm. i found in my personal experience and obviously you know everyone's got a got different situation but um, my personal experience was the insurance that i got through my self managed super fund was or privately if, if you like was much better than the insurance that i was getting through you know, covered more and was, you know, uh, more appropriate for me than I got through the more generic cover through um, through uh, my super fund. My, yeah, it can, um, can be. So yeah. it depends. Like it's a group policy through the industry funds. Yeah. It's unitised. Sometimes it yeah. can be fixed. But when you – and you may not go through the full underwriting, whereas yeah. if you're doing it privately, generally depending yeah. on the levels of cover, you'll get fully underwritten. And so yeah. therefore they've checked all the medicals, ticked all the boxes and said, yeah, no, no, right. we're happy to pay you. If yeah. something occurred, whereas that's not yeah. always the case. Like again, yeah. depends on people's personal circumstances. Yeah. Okay. So self money super. What, what I, the, the answer is it depends. Thanks, Dave. That really yeah. helps. I like no. to be a good lawyer on that one as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've taken a leaf out of your book and said, well, yeah. it depends. No, I don't do that. I say definitely you should. Yeah. Well. <laughs> always and go to Dave. He'll help you. It'll be great. So I'll close it out on, on and thanking Alex for the conversation today. You know, should I set up a self-managed super fund? It's being the comment I will say, it depends upon the purpose mm. of what you're trying to achieve. That will give you right. a yes or a no on it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, thank you for your time today, Alex, from Taurus Legal Management. Alex can be contacted via LinkedIn at Alex Martin or via the website Taurus Lawyers dot com dot au thanks dave and i'd like to thank david murdoch the wealth activist from paxton bridge and you can find him at paxtonbridge.com or on um, linkedin at david murdoch excellent thank you everyone enjoy and we shall talk soon see you next time thank you